I think I'm just so stressed. Well, don't be stressed. You're playing misconceptions, and nothing bad can happen there. What? Yeah, just us getting blown up. By the way, you're surrounded by bombs. <laughs> and I bad guys. Children. You spit so much Pop-Tart. <laughs> That's like a shotgun blast of Pop-Tart crumbs. <laughs> I was hoping I wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like a dragon's breath weapon, but it was Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is Zach. You are listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. is ticking. What are these freaking kids up to? Oh, God. Okay, well, we're really gonna have to get this figured out quick. Where's, I see Esther. I think Rin's in place. Alright, Faye. Faye, okay, looks like we're good. Oh, shit. Is that a storm? Carrie has latched onto in the <laughs> Bachelor episode is he says, What are hands? Because he's making fun of people who are so confused about things that are not confusing. And now that is Carrie's only response to everything. She said it like six times in the last yeah. minute. What are hands? What are what hands? hands? <laughs> yeah. So good. Alright. So previously on misconceptions, the crew was collecting themselves after a rough day where they were attacked at a university and then they went to a house and fought some ugly beast men and uh, they were just taking a moment to collect themselves they did some separate investigating uh, Esther uh, did some investigating into her ring and uh, to the woman who used to own it named Lena, Lena Churchill uh, not Churchill uh, but Lena Churchill, who was good friends with her dad, Morty, and his best friend, Javi. Uh, but Lena is still in the town. Esther found her, or found where she is, but didn't go find her, actually. And then she uh, kind of got slammed with an eviction notice for her bar, uh, that her bar is going under. Uh, meanwhile... Rin was doing some investigating of his own uh, while out running. He happened upon the warehouse where um, a few months ago he was taken and had experiments done to him. He met his maker, remaker, uh, this disembodied futuristic voice that told him that the future was in danger and he had to save it. And he was told that he has to kill somebody in order to save the future. We did not see who that person is, but Rin knows, and Zach and I have talked about it, and that's going to be pretty dope. 
so let the speculation begin. Uh, meanwhile, Bill was doing some investigation of his own to find the Bacobs, people that are connected to his mythos. He found one in the south part of town named Alec. They had a conversation, and uh, it seems like Bill is getting closer to his mythos. Meanwhile, Faye puts some pieces together, and she believes she's cracked the case involving the Rat Pack, these juvenile delinquents and missing children. And while investigating that, she finally met her, I don't know what, destined lover, uh, the Rift of Robin Hood. Uh, and through him and his good friend Mohammed, who is the Rift of Little John, found that uh, the Rat Pack had recently been targeting businesses run by Carmine Giuseppe, uh, the mafia boss. Um, and y'all found their latest target was this construction, this sky-high construction project downtown. Uh through various means, you all found your way up to the top of this construction project. Um, but things are not seeming as easily solved as they were. So, Rin, uh, you are perched in a crane. You used your climbing gears like this futuristic gloves and knee pads and like sh- grips on your shoes to help you climb up the side of this building. Uh, and you are currently nestled inside of a construction crane looking out over this construction area, there are dozens of mafia soldiers walking around wearing bulletproof vests and automatic rifles with like a, with, um, flashlights strapped to the barrel, just kind of walking around. Uh, it seems odd that there's such a military or not military presence, but like heavy armed presence here. Uh, and you zoomed in with your, uh, cybernetic lenses, and you saw this shadowy figure with a brown hood up over their shoulders and head placing a bomb against one of the steel girders, steel supports. They put in a time and a code. You couldn't see what it was. They armed it, and then they disappeared into the shadow. And as you zoomed out, you saw numerous blinking lights indicating bombs all across this, uh, this area. And as you pulled back, there was a flash of lightning as this rain, or as this storm starts to come in, and you hear the of little raindrops pelting against the side of this crane window that you are in, but you zoom out, and Rin, that is what you see. What do you do? Um, I radio to the crew, and I'm like, so guys... Uh, we have a little problem. Actually, several little problems. Um, we've got these, like, ticking time bombs and several mafia men that are heavily armored with a lot of guns. And you could say, hypothetically, that we are way over our heads. But that could just be a hypothetical statement. Uh, do you have, like, how many are we talking? Uh, dozens of guys. All with automatic weapons. And the people setting up the bombs, I'm assuming, are the Rat Pack. 
So when you say there's dozens of them, are you referring to the mafia guys or the ticking time bombs? And Esther, as you're saying that, you're like crouched in between these two crates. And it should be known that Esther was speaking up for the sake of the audience, but she's whispering. Oh, yeah. I would assume everybody's whispering. But as you're whispering, like, (laughs) there's this steel mesh over here, and you hear, like, the crunch of boots. And you look up as just this mafia soldier is just walking right over your head as you're asking that question. But Well, there's more mafia men than bombs, but there are quite a bit of bombs here. More than ten. Are we staying or are we going? Uh, we came to find the rat pack, didn't we? Couldn't we try to find them? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you first. Uh, I'm just going to hang out and my I jump um, off the crane. side of the building. <laughs> okay. So uh, for this scene, I'm going to introduce some new mechanics. Um, since this isn't D&D, I can't just say you have six seconds to like er, six uh, rounds to solve this before like a, you all take eight D12 damage or whatever. Um, but what I'm going to do is whatever you do, whatever you roll, I'm going to add a new option to it or actually two new options to it. So just like you can choose to take a superior advantage, uh, get them good, uh, protect yourself, all that jazz, you get two new options. And if you want to write these down, you can just so you can remember them. But, uh, the two new options are do it quickly and do it quietly. So basically if you do it quickly, uh, I do not get to step up the, a timer's spectrum, the bomb's spectrum. Uh, if you do it quietly, you do not alert either the Rat Pack or the Mafia soldiers to what you're doing. Um, so do it quickly and do it quietly. Uh, so, Bill, I, I just said that. What are you doing? Oh, also, um, there are some uh, story tags to the scene, and you can invoke these story tags or scene tags just like you would a story tag. You know, you use it once and then it's gone. Not necessarily that, like, it's not there anymore. It just it doesn't have a mechanical benefit anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the scene tags for this scene are echoing, towering steel beams, plenty of places to hide, only one entrance, and thunderstorm. Uh, so those are the, the five tags for this scene. Are these team tags or, like, individual uh, what do you mean? Like, if I were to use towering steel beams, can Tessa use it? Or- no. So once anyone uses it, even if I use it, I can invoke these tags as well for my uh, characters. Like, if I think of a way for the Rat Pack or the soldiers to use this, the steel beams, then I use it, and I get a plus one, uh, and then it's gone. Um, but yeah, so these are these are just here for anyone to use but once you use them they are burnt just like a normal story tag would be okay and this is this is in a heavily inhabited area like even though this skyscraper is like way high up and very tall like if you look over the edge you can see the busy streetways around it of all these people going to and from their nightlife the uh, the taxis carrying people the cars in the streets uh the buildings next to it um, but you can see all of that from where you are. So uh, what should we do, guys? Are they still right above me? Uh, they they 
kind of have moved on. It's just they're like walking in a patrol. But can I still like see them? Yeah. Esther's not saying anything at this <laughs> point. Ren, where did the rat pack, like, what do you mean? Ugh. Where did you first see them? So, like, they, like, there's all this construction material. They just, like, stepped out of the shadows, placed the bomb in this specific area, and then, like, backed away into the shadows. It's not that they, like, like, turned into darkness or whatever. It's just, like, they just disappeared into it. Like, just hiding very well. Gotcha. They... I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe they've been hiding on this roof all day. Or they figured out a way to climb up to the top of it. Either on the outside like I did or on the inside without us seeing or the mafia guy seeing. And they're hiding. I mean, I can't see them right now with my scanner vision. But they came out of the darkness, placed some bombs, and disappeared the same way that they went. Okay. Um, can you direct me? Is everybody okay with me following them? Um, yeah. I'm on a crane. Yeah, I know, Ren, I know. I'm asking if, if y'all are good with me following them. Oh, yeah, sure. Go for the rat pack. And they're like your crew of children. Whatever. They're not my crew. Um, okay, I want to sneak around to that area. Mm-hmm. And I want to use plenty of places to hide from the scene tags. Okay. And um, snooping around from my power tags. Okay. Uh, could I have a, a status card? Just for the bombs. Um, and then I have a two wound, flesh wound. Uh, do you think that would inhibit you? I mean, game-wise, I don't want it to, but uh-huh. yes, I do. Okay. So plus zero. Okay. Ooh, what'd you get? Snake eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> Faye. Faye just died. Okay, so Faye, you... Well, oh, I do this too much. I describe what your characters do, but Tessa, I really liked how you said, describe for me how it works in your campaign. So, Faye, what happens? So, Faye jumps down effortlessly from the top of the elevator, Mm. Um, and then I'm going to, like, try to balance on a beam to kind of walk over to the section where they're at and like do that okay until the very last little bit and maybe the rain has picked up at that point so when I started Mm -hmm. on the beam it was pretty dry Mm -hmm. and then towards the end it gets ridiculously wet and Mm -hmm. so I slip on it use my vines to like help hold me onto the bar a little bit just for narrative sake Um, but yelp as I do so and then swing back up and like duck so you, you slip and you yelp but you wrap yourself back up to Yeah, the I beam? just catch myself. Like I don't like I start to slip, but I don't fall fifty floors as well. Okay, I'm okay, okay, okay. So you're yeah, you're walking, then all of a sudden, um yeah, your feet just slip out from underneath you. You fall and you catch yourself and you let out this loud yelp. And I would like to think that like you didn't fall in, you fell out. 
So, like, the mass of your body weight is out in the free fall area, but right. you have your arms wrapped around that steel girder. Mm-hmm. And as you yelp, all these, you can see all these flashlights <laughs> turn over to where you are. Some of them land on you. It's not like a huge, like, spotlight. Like, they're looking all in this area. One of them does land on you, and you hear, Hey! Hey, we got something over here! And you hear all these people walking towards you, and one of them... Uh, you're like hanging up above him and he walks over to you with his rifle trained up on you. Who are you? What are you doing here? Is she in view of me? Yeah, you can perfectly see her. I would say everyone from their vantage points can see where Faye is suspended above open air. I'm gonna draw my gun. Okay. And aim it at that particular individual that's talking to her. Okay. Do you fire? Not yet. Okay. You level your gun at him and take aim. What about the rest of you? I'm right next to Esther, aren't I? Uh, I think you came up on a different side, uh, so you, you weren't next floor. to them. You are on the same floor, yeah. I'm going to prepare a shield, I think. Okay. Um... Okay, so Bill, as you're like preparing a shield, the tattoos like slowly manipulate your your soft glowing tattoos, create the shield. And as you do this, like over on the corner of uh, the floor that you're on, you something a movement catches your eye and you turn, and you see like this arm, gangly, way too long from underneath the lip of the concrete, like lift up this bundle of something. And you see, like, clumps of tattered clothing or something hanging from its arm. And then it drops this bundle, and then, like, it just slowly slumps back over the lip of the building. And then the bundle starts to move, and you see the brown hoodie with a backpack. And then this kid looks around, doesn't see you, and darts off into, like, one of these huge cylindrical... Uh, concrete pylons probably to go place a bomb uh, and Tessa so so you obviously failed that so you didn't do it quietly uh, I guess I guess I will go ahead and step it up by one I'll, I'll just let y'all know what the bomb is at so right now it's at a status of one but anyways Jaime you're you're forming your thing yeah I mean Ezra was about to take a shot right I'm aimed and ready to take a shot. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to form a shield. And they're coming to... Because they saw Faye. Where is Faye? Is she up on the metal beams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's on one of the steel girders hanging. And I would say you're on the opposite side from where she is. So, like, if she's on the south side, you're on the north side of the building. So I'm the one closest to her? Yeah, so you're on the south side of the building, uh, extended over it with the crane. And then Carrie, or Esther, is still on the west side of the building next to the elevator. Is there a loose brick or something around me? I mean, there's, I mean, it's a construction site, so there's tons of stuff around you. Uh, Lunch boxes, uh, equipment, cement bags, just tons of stuff. Rebarb. I'm going to take a metal lunchbox, and I'm going to throw it away away from where all of us are, you know. Like a loud clanging lunchbox, mm-hmm. we'll get the. I'm thinking Metal Gear Solid here. 
so do you have a do you have a move in mind that you want to do this with? Whenever you take the risk, perform a daring or outright stupid feat. Change the game. What? So what is what is your purpose for this, Jaime? To like distract them? Yep. You're you're kind of wanting to distract them, but also help out Faye. <clears throat> and so that could be represented mechanically with like some juice and creating some statuses and things. Yeah. All right. So let's use risk taker. Okay. Can I use stealthy if I'm trying to do this stealthily? Uh, sure. I have a question. Okay. Hmm. On the do it quickly and do it quietly, are those ones that like only one of us can use one time? No, no, no. So okay. that's that is the oh, same. Oh, that would be something you would win if you roll high enough. Yes. So okay. on a seven plus, you can pick one of those. Just like I get them good, I inflict a status. Like, I rolled a fourteen. Oh my gosh. Okay. Are you sure, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's the Dungeons and Dragons Wizards of the Coast dice roller, so I can prove okay. it. So on a change of game, uh, you get a minimum of three juice, and you can choose to activate one of the following: a large scale effect, permanent effect, or mist hidden effect. Um, you can also choose any of the regular effect stuff. Um. So you can you can create a store tag, burn a store tag, power tag, give or reduce a status, scale up the effect, prolong the effect, or hide the effect. And you can also choose do it quickly and do it quietly. Mm, I think I'm going to do do it quickly for that. And I want the story tag to be loud noises, which okay. I know sounds weird, but... That's literally what it is. It's a loud noise on the other side of the okay place. Okay. Uh, so uh, so you create a loud noise tag. So that's one juice. Can I do multiple? Th- oh my gosh, you're right. I got a dynamite. Yeah, you have two more juice. Yeah, I'm gonna scale it up. Just remember, you have a do it quickly and do it quietly option as well that you can choose. And basically, if you don't pick do it quickly, I get to step up the bomb status by one. He did pick do it quickly. I, I chose do it quickly. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you, so you have one juice left. So it created loud noises, and then you do it quickly. And then we will scale it up. Or, uh, yeah, either scale it up or prolong it. Uh, we'll... We'll prolong it by saying that I hit something when I threw it, and it knocked, like, other stuff down. Okay. Uh, with a story tag? How dare you? Were you saying prolong it? Yeah. Well, yeah. What was the option you chose? You said prolong it? Okay, okay. So loud noises can be used more than once? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Okay. So you create loud noise, and you do it uh, quickly. So I don't step up the uh, the status. Okay. So there's this loud <laughs> noise from the complete other side. Uh, all these, uh, all the lights kind of pivot over to that area, and you hear boots running over that way. We got some over here. We got some over here. There's more of them. More of them. Faye, you're still hanging there. Can did they did the guy that was 
like after me turn? Yeah, for a moment he like turns his head to look in that direction. I'm gonna swing. Mm-hmm. Can I like kick him? Like is he below me? Yeah, he's below me, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna swing and kick him. Ooh, yeah, do it. Um, <laughs> do you want to use Do you want to use that loud noise tag? It, you can, it can be used more than once. So if you want to, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, please note that Faye has never. <laughs> no, this is your first physical violence against somebody. What in her life? Um. You're getting very uh, Robin Hood on us all of a sudden. Well, she, you know, she's feeling pretty triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just have that plus one. Okay. For the loud I, noise. I think you do, because <laughs> this is not Vine-related at all. No. And it's definitely not something they teach you in teacher training. No. Okay, so roll. Oh, first of all, what move are you doing? Oh, um. Hit with all you've got or go toe-to-toe? I think I hit with all I've got. Okay, hit with all I've got. Because I'm, like, trying to swing and all Totally. Hit with all I've got with a plus one. (laughs) What'd you roll? Snake eyes. Are you serious? I'm switching out the time. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you, you, like, lower yourself down where you're hanging from your arms, and you try to and swing yourself and kick, but it's so slippery. Your hands just slip out from under you, and you just fall with a resounding thud to your back. And that mafia guy turns around, sees you on the ground, and he's just going to step up and try to bash you with the butt end of his rifle. Um, go ahead and roll a face danger against a injured two status. Okay. Mm, Can Esther at this point use her react before it happens and shoot at him? I only ask because I had the gun, like, ready. Yeah, you did. But... Um, I understand. So, so she's she's like, still gonna roll a face danger, right? But you could roll a change the game or use one of your help points to give her some sort of help to it, because um, your help points are juice. You can inflict some sort of a status on the the mafia guy that would help uh, Faye in this. So I can use a help point and do what again? If you wanted to use a help point, you could give her a juice, a helpful status. So you could say, like, uh, uh, you give the mafia guy a glancing shot one status. And so that would give Faye a plus one to her roll. Um, so you're not, you're not stopping the attack, but you are helping her defend against it. Like you, you shoot him. You don't hit. You don't like do damage to him, but you hit him in such a way that it like distracts him a little do bit. Do I roll that, or I just with a help and hurt point? You just spend it and okay. you erase it, and it's gone. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Okay, so a help point. So go ahead and erase one help point. Uh, how many do you have for Faye? Three. Okay, so uh, from across the way, there's this as the rifle shot fires off. It hits this guy in uh, the back of his armor as he's coming down, and he kind of seizes up and flinches, so uh, Faye, you get a plus two instead. So cool. you got your plus one for loud noises, your plus one for Esther's shot. Okay. I don't have anything. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Um, cool. And you switched out your dice, so we'll see if that helps at all. Nope. No? I got a five. Wow, okay. So he, even with that twist, he comes down on your face, bashing the butt of the rifle into your cheek and eye socket. You take an injured two status. You are at a two, so step it up to a three. 
uh, Esther, as you shot that shot, um, other other mafia soldiers turn over to where you are and start running their lights over where you are. They don't see you yet, but they definitely heard you. Hello, friends, and welcome to the mid-roll section of episode 47. I'm your host, David White, and I am recording this uh, show note section a little earlier than usual, just in case of, you know, baby, because uh, Carrie's due date is the weekend that I'm recording this, and so she could pop at any time, and that means we could be in the hospital, but I wanted to get this episode ready to come to you regardless of whether a baby is coming or not. Uh, but we're super excited. It could be any day now, any hour now, really. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. But anyways, that's totally off topic. How are you? How are you doing? I hope you're having a great week. Uh, I hope nothing is really stressing you out. I hope everything's pretty chill. I hope you're enjoying this episode. This was a really fun one to record. It was part of our um, our recording blitz uh, and, and I think, I think you're gonna like it, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna lead to some good things, but for this, uh, show notes section, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about our Patreon, as you know, we have a Patreon, or as I hope you know, we have a Patreon, and this show is completely funded by the generous support of our friends on Patreon, uh, they are able to pay for our gas whenever we drive to Austin to record with Jaime whenever he comes up from Houston. Um, it pays for our food whenever we record together. It pays for new equipment. It pays for website hosting fees. Um, it, it, Misconceptions is basically self-sustaining because of our, our friends on Patreon. Uh, but right now, we are trying to get to a new goal. We are trying to get to $800, and at $800 a month... I can afford to give my friends paychecks um, between $10 and $15 per episode that we record. Um, I would really love to be able to do this. Uh, I would really love to be able to, uh, I want to say reward my friends, but just say thank you to my friends for helping make this podcast great. Because as I'm sure you all know, I mean, you've been listening to this podcast for 47 episodes by now. Uh, but as I'm sure you know, these guys are really good at what they do, and what they do is really nice. So I would just love to give back to them for, for doing that. But you might be uh, a little, you know, overwhelmed by what, how to navigate our Patreon and, and, and stuff like that. So I just wanted to, to highlight a few tiers, uh, some of my favorite tiers. My, really, my favorite tier is the $5 level. Uh, and you know, that's not super expensive. That's kind of why I like it. It's not going to break the bank. This is my favorite level because it gets you a shout out on the podcast and it gets you, um, access to our Patreon only, uh, podcast. It's called Misconceptions After Hours. It is our collection of uncut and unedited, uh, episodes. Uh, it even has... Let's see, I've, I've added a few special things in there. I think the last thing I added in, it was, like, at the very beginning of the podcast, we did these, like, silly little intros, 
and some of them never made it onto the podcast. So I went ahead and put all those intros on there, um, and they're they're pretty funny. And then we have our OVA episodes. We we did a side quest of OVA, but then we kind of came back to it with the same characters for a sequel to that adventure. And the OVA side quest episodes were my favorite side quest episodes, and the OVA two episodes were were a blast. And so those are on misconceptions. And also our very first case or game or however you want to look at it, uh, our very first session with Bill and Faye and Esther and Wren before some of them even had character voices. We just wanted to do like the, uh, the day in a life thing, but this was before the rules came out. So we didn't even know the day in the life session was a, was a thing. Um, but it has all these good goodies. Uh, and in fact, I know a couple of our listeners listen to our show exclusively on After Hours because they love to hear our off-topic conversations and and sometimes inappropriate jokes. But Misconceptions After Hours is really great. That's at the $5 level. It's not going to break the bank. And it's going to help us. And we really appreciate it. So $5 level a month, that's, that's kind of my favorite level. Uh, but then there's a really... It's, it's, it's pricey. I'm not going to lie. It's pricey. But it's a $30 level. But when you think about it, that's like a dollar a day. So you would only be giving us a dollar a day. That's not too much. But at the $30 level, uh, the $30 level is really nice because you get the shout out. You get misconceptions after hours. You get a poster from us with our wonderful characters on it with the wonderful art by Martian Sobon. I never know if I'm pronouncing his right, his name right. Uh, you also get a shirt to uh, to to rep our set, as it were, um, and you also get the opportunity to game with us, just to have a a chill game session online, Discord, Google Hangouts, what whatever you want to do. Um, we had our first. I guess I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but we had our first uh, Patreon-only game. Oh, gosh, I guess it was a few months ago in the winter. Uh, but we played with our longtime friend, longtime supporter, Kit. Uh, and uh, Zach and Tessa came in to be characters as well. So it was Zach, Tessa, and Kit. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. We had a really great case. Kit played Kitsune from the uh, the starter set. And uh, it was just a blast. It was a lot of fun. And right now, that that game, I have it set as a biannual game. But, you know, as we get more people, I might, I might move it to a quarterly game. Because playing with Kit was really fun, and I would love to meet some of you and play with you and get to create a story with you all. So that's the $30 level. Like I said, it's pricey, I know, but when you think about it, just a dollar a day. That's not too bad. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've been talking about money and everything. And, you know, I, I understand if you cannot support us monetarily. That is okay. Uh, Carrie recently got a huge pay cut at her job. And so right now we are we are really feeling it. But we understand being tight on money. Uh, and if you cannot support us financially, even if you can't give the $1 a month, uh, that's okay. But I will say, if everybody gives $1 a month, like that would be a huge boost to our Patreon, because we have quite a few of you that listen. But if everybody gave $1 a month, that'd be great. But even if you can't, 
give $1 a month. That is okay. We love you. We love that you listen to this show. We're just trying to make this show better. Uh, But if you can't give us money, I would ask that you leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That really helps us out. It lets uh, other people see what's good about the show, what people like about the show. It shows people that, oh, hey, this is this is a pretty good show, and I should I should check it out. Um, so that really helps us out. Another thing that helps us out is sharing us on social media or sharing us by word of mouth, because not a lot of people know about Misconceptions Podcast. So it would really help if you could share us. So that's my little spiel. For the show notes section, I hope I didn't ramble too much and, uh, and bore you with all this talk of Patreon, but uh, I'm just excited about the show. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited looking forward to seeing what we could do, like we have our second show coming out, Sins of the Father, hopefully sometime this summer. I'm really excited about that, but uh, I just thank you so much for listening, and you know, while you're listening to this, I could be in the hospital cuddling my new baby boy. And uh, it's just it's just a crazy time right now. And speaking of crazy times, how about we get back to that episode? What's gonna happen to our heroes? Well, I know, but but you don't. But hey, you're about to find out. Bill and Ren, what are y'all doing? Uh, I am going to um, go ahead, since I I feel like this is a take the risk rather than change the game, but I want to hack into the crane and make it like go berserk or either basically to distract the mafia men okay. from... Uh, my teammates who have attracted the attention of okay. the mafia. So you're they still wanting... haven't seen me, right? No, they have not seen you. Uh, really, they haven't seen Esther yet, but they've heard her and they're heading towards her. Uh, so, Rin, you're wanting to take control of the crane? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what can you What can you add to it? I guess this is a change the game move? Yeah. Okay. I was either thinking change the game or like take the risk because it's kind of stupid yeah i would say it's a change the game okay i'm gonna say that um so i'm gonna use my high-tech laptop Mm -hmm. to hack into it uh i don't think you could use your laptop because that feels like it would be like a thing that you have to get it out you have to plug it in you have to type out the algorithm uh i don't think you'd be able to use your high-tech high-tech laptop for this one okay it would be more of a technopathy machine yeah, possession. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. So technopathy machine possession. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. So a change the game with plus two? Yep. Okay. And that was a ten. A ten. Alright, so on a ten plus you get two juice and you get to choose one of those options. Berserk crane. Mm-hmm. So that's one juice. Could it be possible that with like making the crane go berserk, that in giving my allies an advantage, that it could be used to hurt 
like with it like swinging because it's got like a like I could say that it has stuff on it or like it has a palette or something on it that it okay. swings and we could and I could say that it so you could create a new a new a new story tag of like a palette of equipment yeah okay sure so a berserk crane and palette of equipment uh, and since you didn't choose do it quickly Damn. I'm going to step up the time bomb to a two uh, and I'll go ahead and tell y'all now that it needs to get to a four to detonate oh gosh so a two yeah it's so it's two. added two and it needs to get to a four to detonate we have to get out of here <laughs> But we're, gonna, kids. we're not going to get out without it being a four, though. Like, because we're not going to be quiet to get out. No. All right. Anyways, this is going to be like um, when Faye said, um, the game is too boring. Make it more <laughs> yeah, exciting, David. Sorry. <laughs> what, do we, what do you want us to do? I break the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to break the downtown district is what I'm about to break. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so, yeah, you describe it. for me how does this look. Um, so you, you see everything that happens to Faye, and then suddenly the crane lights up, and, like, all of it was dark, and suddenly all the lights on the crane um, just go into, like, this intense brightness. Um, and it starts to um, sway, and you see this giant pallet of equipment of, like, both um, electronics gear and um, concrete bags and just, like, random, like, bricks and things like that just starting to sway. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see that it's about to launch okay. towards the top of the building cool so yeah so the crane just starts to freak out and the guy that just hit uh Faye in the face looks up and sees like the pallet swing right over his head he's like shit and he like drops to his knees as this thing flies overhead and <laughs> again flashlights come back to this side of the building like whoa 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 what's going on what's going on and actually they're gonna take some shots at you but they just kind of like that's I don't know, they're shooting, like, paper bullets at you. <laughs> but they, they ricochet off of the crane, and, like, some of them crack the windshield of the crane that you're in as you're kind of, like, swinging it back and forth, like a like an elephant trunk, I guess. I saw where the kid was, right? Hmm? He said, I saw where the kid was earlier, like I saw him. Yeah, so, yeah, that, like, gangly, inhuman arm dropped this kid off and then disappeared around the side of the building. We have we have our comms on, yeah. Yes. I think I'm gonna try to get the get to the kids, see if they know what's going on. Uh, and so I'm going to walk towards where he was, mm -hmm. hoping that with um, Tessa being found or Faye being found and Ren flailing <laughs> a crane arm, that I won't yeah. have to be super sneaky. So I'm gonna do it quickly. Okay, okay, yeah, totally. So I, I would say you don't even have to roll with uh, the loud noises distracting them, Faye distracting them, the crane swinging distracting them. All, all the ones that are near this area have actually turned and are firing their rifles at the crane. So you, using the, the cover of gunfire, 
slink over to this. I was trying to hold it. In. I thought you were trying to make a gunshot noise. <laughs> Please Sorry. clip that and use it as gunshot noises for now on. Yeah. Every time Esther shoots your gun. I was trying to get your attention before I sneezed and it just wasn't working, but I couldn't hold it in either, so I didn't know what to do. That's Sorry. Uh, okay, so... Using the cover of the gunfire, you, you slink over to this area where you saw the kid disappear, and you turn the corner, and you see the kid right there, bomb in his hand, with this putty on one side, sticking it uh, on the, the girder, and you see him keying in a sequence, and as you turn the corner, uh, he, like, turns and sees you. What do you do? I am going to float like a butterfly so that I can quickly close the ground between me and him mm -hmm. and tackle him. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. Oi. What are you doing? And then... Dun so we're going to use float like a butterfly. We're going to use uh, tattoo manipulation mm -hmm. and make some like... Um, like some arm extensions, like some rakes, so that mm -hmm. I, it's going to look terrifying to the kid. He's going to think I'm Wolverine trying to kill him, but yeah. I'm just trying to wrap him up more effectively. Okay. So that once I have him, I'm not going to, like, lose him. Okay. Do you think this is go toe-to-toe -to -toe or hit with all you've got? Are you, are a, you like, it's struggling a go toe -to -toe. for... I'm trying to grapple him. Okay, yeah, I would agree. Okay. Yeah. So you're rolling with a plus two, uh, sting like, yep. or float like a butterfly and uh, the tattoo manipulation? Did you just say sting like a butterfly? I was going to say Ooh. sting like a bee, but uh -huh. I corrected myself. I got a four, a six, and then a plus two, so that puts me at a 12. Okay. So uh, a 12, you get a dynamite. And so you manage to achieve your goal or gain the advantage. You get them good, or you block, dodge, or counter their best attempts. Uh, and I'll also say uh, that since those two options aren't on there, uh, do it quickly and do it quietly that you also do that with the dynamite. Um, yeah. So you describe it to me. You, yeah. What do you do? So I tackle him, wrap him up and pin him. So basically I achieve my goal, but I also like, uh, get him good and we'll give him like a status of tangled up. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, do I get to also do uh, the do it quickly or quietly or no? You do. Uh, even though okay. those aren't on that option, I'll say that with a dynamite that you automatically get those. Um, so are are the are these things you're wrapping them up with? Are they like coming out of your hands? Or are they coming out of your back? Like, do you look like a tattooed like Doctor Octopus flying at this kid or what? Yes. Okay, so all the tattoos come out from all the places and wrap around this kid. And you said you were going to hit him. Anywhere. You were going to hit him with a, a wrapped up status. Yeah. Okay. Very easily, uh, you you subdue him. Your tattoos wrap around him. You have him held there. Uh, do the bonds separate from you once you make them, or do they still attach to your tattoos? Uh, they still attach to my tattoos. I don't think they can come off. Yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I agree. So I'm just holding him in place. Yeah, so you fly over to this kid, wrap him up, pin him down to the ground, and he looks up at you, and you see his, his lips are just moving, just up and down. Mm-hmm. He's just staring kind of blankly at you. 
and his lips are just moving. Where are you, friends? He does not answer. His lips just keep moving in this almost rhythmic pattern. Oh, okay, I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. Um, I'm going to speak into my, the comms. All right, I've got a kid here. He looks like he's kind of in a trance. He's not responding to me. Uh, could I get somebody over here? Maybe uh, Faye? I know you're under a lot of pressure, but be pretty helpful. <laughs> yeah, so Faye, you hear this as like, you can feel the swelling already in your eye socket, blood streaming down the side of your face from the, the butt of the rifle. Faye's gonna, cause she was on her back when she got hit with this, so she kind of comes to a little bit and realizes that the person above her is like frantically shooting at the crane and rolls. Um, where would where would she be where she could get to where Bill is? So you are on the south side of the building and Bill is like on the northeast side, the northeast corner. That is where he saw that lanky arm drop the kid off and he, that's where he's with the kid right now. Is there anywhere... So, like, yes, all the beams and everything, but am I on the second floor? Am I on the first floor? You're on the first floor still. So you were, like, on top of the elevator, and you, like, hoist yourself up to the second-level girders mm-hmm. and, like, sneaking your way across, and then you're hanging from the second story, and then you drop kick that dude, or try to, uh, on the first level. Okay, so I'm not on a beam anymore. I'm no, like on you're the on the concrete, yeah. Oh, bless. <laughs> okay. You slipped off that beam. <laughs> I, I, I also want to ask, like, what, what is Faye wearing right now? Is she, like, in a flower dress and combat boots or what? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. No, I was just remembering that she went in her PJs to meet. Yeah. Did you change? But I think she would have okay. changed for sure. But no, I think Faye, I think in past episodes, I've kind of talked about how Faye in combat, like when she knows she's entering moments that are going to be more like combat related mm-hmm. she doesn't wear the flower dress or yeah. the flower crown because of past issues mm-hmm. um so no i mean she's probably in like jeans okay. and a t-shirt that's still slightly cute okay um you have a single flower on the t-shirt yes, yes. yeah yeah on the frocket flower power <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, okay, so Faye's going to, like, but, roll. But, like, there are all those, like, mafia dudes in between you and him on multiple levels, even on this level, in between yeah. you and where he is. Um, Faye's going to roll off. Can, is there, like, a corner that's darker that she can, like, slink back into? There are plenty of places to hide. Even if that's not a tag anymore, there okay. are still plenty of places to so hide. So Faye's going to roll into, like, the nearest place that she can hide mm-hmm. and lean up against, like, a wall or bookshelf or whatever's there. Um, Bill, I am... <laughs> I don't have a lot of brain power right now or a working eye, um, so I don't know if I can get to you. Can you... Can we go? Can you get him... Can you just take him with you? I... Yeah, yeah, we can, uh, we can, I can see if I can bring him, we can figure it out, but I don't think we have a ton of time with these bombs. Uh, should we maybe try scaring the, the mafia guys by telling them there's bombs so we can all get out of here? Or we could just let them get blown up. Yeah, uh, a little dark, but, you know, we can do that. <laughs> that uh, sounds so much more dark than she intended <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, dark. if we tell if we if we tell them there's bombs, then they'll freak out and they'll stop trying to kill us. Hopefully, 
Are we just kind of doing a every man for himself make it down, or how do we want to do this? I mean, I can distract everyone with the crane, as you see that they're already firing at me anyways. Um, you guys, if you want to try to go down the elevator. We're trying to make it to the elevator, all of us? Esther, could you call the elevator? Um, Mafia guys are closing in in your location. A few of them were distracted, but a few of them definitely heard a shot from over here, so they're still heading towards you. Well, they're definitely going to hear another shot. Okay. <laughs> ding. <laughs> is, is it going to ding when I push the button? Mm-hmm. And you'll have to step out from what you're hiding behind to get to it. I mean, I'm sure I could make a way for the crane to explode or... Don't make a drastic... You don't have to explode yourself. <laughs> but, like... Okay. Or something. So, Rin, the, the bullets are ricocheting off of the glass and the metal. Esther says make a distraction so she can get to the elevator. So, I... Um, I didn't fully describe how he, like, took control of the crane, but, like, Ren, like, put his hands on the control, or on the controls, and they, like, glowed blue, and, like, when the lights turned on, they glowed blue instead of white, and so the, um, pallet of equipment, he lets go of that, and I'll say that, um falls and kind of sprays. I say sprays, but just like collapses okay. throughout the Okay. So uh so what player move are you wanting to take? Um let's say hit with all you've got. Hit with all you've got? Okay. Yeah. And you're using you're going to burn your uh uh, uh pallet of equipment. equipment. Okay. Yeah. So a plus 1. Um I'm going to use the pallet of equipment um, I'll use the echoing one. Okay. Um, so that if there's any, like, other mafia guys that are there, they'll hear that and they'll come running towards the crane. Okay. So you have a plus one for echoing, plus one for pallet of uh, equipment. I mean, I would say, like, scanner vision, maybe try to... <laughs> okay, scanner vision. Yeah, so plus three. Um, more than 12. 14. Oh, really? Okay, so 14, so... Oh, boy, okay. Here we go again. <laughs> Get a dynamite sheet. <laughs> I really do. I was going to make one, and then I totally forgot. Uh, so on a dynamite, you get to choose one option from this list. Outstanding hit. You get to choose three options from the move standard list. Defend another. Hit them hard. Extreme collateral damage. Control the conflict. I'll remind you that do it quickly, do it quietly or on there. Of course, I cannot see a way that you would do this quietly. So, <laughs> uh, that's just this enough. The one story. But which, which one of those do you want to choose from that list? Faye, you're still down there, right? Or did you roll out? I rolled out. Oh, she's kind of behind some stuff, yeah. You're closer to the elevator now than you were. I just wanted to make sure that when I threw this pallet of stuff that I didn't crush you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, you haven't rolled. Or, wait, you have rolled. Okay. <laughs> I say, well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet, yeah. I guess outstanding hit. Okay, outstanding hit. So you get to choose three options. Do it quickly. Mm-hmm. I get many of them. Okay. Um, 
Well, I okay. So do it quickly. Hold their attention. Okay. Um, and then I take a superior position. Okay. So you are going to be hitting them with a tier three status. Mm-hmm. You do it quickly, so I don't get to step up the bomb. Um, you hold their attention, so they are not focused on Esther or Faye or Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was the last one? Uh, superior position. Superior position, so they can't attack you back. Yeah, or like okay. if the something were to happen to the crane or any okay. kind of environmental. Okay, so describe it. How does this look? What happens? So the he sways. You you see the crane sway all the way back, and it creaks, and you kind of see the crane bend a little, um, and the pallet of equipment starts to go all the way back and then he he just this like pulse this loud you both see it and then you hear this like screeching sound basically until you see this loud or you see this blue light and then you hear this loud screeching sound and just this equipment releases and you see all of this uh wood or not wood metal beams and concrete and equipment just swing and just kind of hit all of these mafia guys yeah. and just kind of pummel yeah. them like beanbags, basically. Totally. So as it comes back, it lets all this stuff go, and it just scatters everywhere, just knocking people down, creating a huge noise. Uh, Esther, Faye, Bill, you hear this noise, and all the mafia men are totally distracted by it. Sick. What are y'all doing? I'm running with... Uh, the kid to the elevator. Okay, so you start running. I'll say you get halfway there. Uh, Faye, Esther, what are you doing? I've popped out and like pushed the button. Okay. Ding. Oh, that was happening. The the doors slide open. They did not go down. Uh, or the elevator did not go down since you got here. So it slides open. There's the elevator right there. I get inside. Okay. Faye. Uh, I make my way over there. Okay, I'll say you're close enough to get there. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. You secured a superior position. I'll say they, like, some of them are picking themselves up and some are still shooting at the crane. Bouncing off ineffective. They haven't concentrated their fire enough to you to do really any damage to you. Bill, you're about halfway there. Uh, and you're not, like, sprinting through these people, but they're all around you. You can see the flash of their muzzles. But they haven't picked up on me yet, right? No, they haven't really noticed you. I would I would like you to make some sort of roll to get there before they notice you. Because uh, you're Maybe sprinting. Like you're face sprinting. danger? Not really face danger because they're not hitting you with anything. Maybe you take the risk, I think. Because I, I would say this is risky sprinting all the way from the other side of yeah. the building. Like, even as, like... These dudes are shooting all around you. Steel beams and cement bags are falling down from the, the pallet all around you. And he's running with a child. And he has a child <laughs> strapped to his forearm by the tattoos on his wrist. I thought the tattoos are coming out of his back. Yeah. So maybe maybe he has a cocoon on his back then. He's It's like the baby wear thing. Yeah. Oh, That's what he has is he swaddling the, the baby on his chest? <laughs> yes, he's I'm going to say this is... This young boy reminds me of my son. Mm. So I'm going to apply it till I collapse. And then I'm going to... 
Mm. I think that's it. I could try to cloud surf, but it's getting kind of wild outside. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. Could I apply stealthy to this one? What did I do stealthily earlier? Did I do something stealthily? You were. What did he do stealthy? Oh, he threw the lunchbox thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you could do stealthy, yeah, I guess. Because I feel like this one, this is like a separate occasion, but I would actually probably want to be stealthy at this point. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to use those two. Okay. So go ahead and roll. Take the risk with plus two. Mm. <sighs> I, was, I knew it. Okay. I rolled a six. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So you're you're sprinting full force. The the boy is cradled against your chest, held captive there by the tattoos. His mouth just opening and closing rhythmically. You can see his tongue working behind his teeth like he's talking, but not you can't hear anything, especially over the beams and cement bags and girders that are falling all around you. You're dodging them, jumping over boxes, and as you're running, uh like you you try to jump over something uh but the weight of him and everything around you you just miss it and something catches you and you you start to to teeter over to the edge and like there is this section of uncompleted uh building where you're about to fall and i'd like you to make a choice do you throw the kid back onto the building or do you throw yourself back onto the building? So basically, do you save the kid and roll a face danger for yourself or do you let the kid fall and save yourself? Well, that's easy. I, I throw the kid back up. Okay. So I roll okay. a face of danger. Okay. Uh, and I also step up the timer, so it's at two and a half. Um, so... Bill, you, your footing just slips. It's wet. The thunder is raining around you. The rain is raining around you. Uh, and you start to plummet. You take the kid, throw him to the cement. Faye and Esther, you see the kid roll to a stop and then kind of start to pick himself up uh, while Bill just plummets off the side of the building. And Bill, as you're falling, uh, yeah. You you see the kid for one final second before you like disappear over the edge of the building, and as he turns to you, like the brown hood lifts up a little, and you see the face of your son. Uh, there is a flash of lightning, and it is a kid you don't know. And you exhale silently, and you fall. End of episode. Oh. Thank you. All right, friends. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. Our next episode will hopefully be released on May 6th. If you have Facebook and Twitter, you can find us on both of those platforms so that you may talk to us, laugh at our jokes, see funny pictures, and behind-the-scenes whatevers. But if you have Facebook and Twitter, go ahead and add us on those platforms. We also have an email, misconceptionspod at gmail.com. If you would like to send us an email, you may do it that way as well. As you know, we are wholly supported by the generous support of our patrons on Patreon. If you would like to become one of our friends on Patreon, you may click on the link below. City of Mist is an RPG by Son of Oak. 
You can find more of their products, like their new books, at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme is composed by Aaron Wharton, and you can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. And that is it for this week's episode of Misconceptions, guys. I hope you have a great week. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And I hope you remember to take care of yourselves and remember that we love you. And above all, guys, keep it nerdy, y'all.